0: everyone, thank you for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. We have a great episode with uh, for you today. Let me bring in our host, Hal
1: Humphreys. Hey, Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, with us today, we got Chase Persley, the founder of Appraisal Inbox. We're going to be talking about some AI and technology. Let me bring him in.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm always really excited to talk about anything tech-related or appraisal-related, so I think it'll be a fun episode of today.
1: We're very excited to have you here today, Chase. Let me ask you real quick for those out there that are listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about your history in this space. Um, how you, how you got wrapped up in this appraisal business and, and kind of where you come from.
2: Sure. So I studied, um, so I have a degree in real estate and I wanted to go down the analytical route and I forget how I got kind of down the appraisal path, uh, but I, I thought that would be really interesting. And so I, I became a, a commercial appraiser and focused on senior housing, which was a really great niche. I also had a little bit of a background in technology, so building websites like for my father's landscaping company and playing around with databases and stuff. So I kind of set the confluence of two interests. And I was working for this small company. Uh, we were national, uh, a niche you know, doing senior housing is pretty niche, at least it was about a decade ago. And we had a a distributed team. And so we had this issue where we never really knew what the status of an appraisal was, where things stood uh, in terms of the scheduling and that sort of stuff. And we were, everybody's probably familiar with the kind of the super job log that a lot of folks keep in Excel. So we had one of those and we were emailing it back and forth. This is before like cloud, you know, you could get Word in the cloud and, and Excel in the cloud. So we were emailing this thing back and forth all the time. and We never, like it was always out of date, you know, we always still had to call or email to get the status of an order and figure out, you know, where things stand, where things stand with a client. And I thought, well, this is really time consuming. I'd rather be focusing on working on the appraisal orders, going out on the inspections and this sort of stuff. So naturally I thought I could tackle this myself. Um, Ended up being a much bigger project than I expected. Um, So I, I put together kind of a small web application it's basically like a project management app slash like workflow solution for appraisal teams. So you, know, you go in and add your appraisal order, um, add the status, and important information like who the assignees are, who the client is, the property type, the address, uh, and all those important things. And it shows up on my calendar and I kind of put this thing together, you know, just for my own use, you know, for our own use and talk to some people that I did my original appraisal training with and at Appraisal Institute. And they said this was this is something we might need too. And I realized, oh, I, I should turn this into a product. So that's how we started. We used to be called Appraisal Flow, and we changed names to Appraisal Inbox. And, and the big idea is, Appraisal Inbox is one like a single place where all your appraisal orders flow into, and you manage manage the appraisals through the workflow, uh, you know, through the status and assigning it out to your team. So that's um, it's in a nutshell, kind of how I got to where I am now with appraisal inbox.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for the introduction. Um, and this is kind of the the problem for all time with appraisal offices is keeping track of where everybody is in the process. And I, I'm, I'm guessing you had a similar experience that, that I've had, which is maybe you try a project management system, um, an out-of-the-box system. You're like, this really doesn't work for what it is we do. So it sounds like you kind of explored some options and thought, Forget it. I'm just going to make my own thing.
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, I I tried to find something actually, and everything that existed was really bank focused for the, for the lenders and the AMCs to assign out appraisers, you know, find appraisers, um, you know, send out bid requests and that sort of thing. It was focused on the lenders and there really wasn't much out there for appraisers, um, especially teams of appraisers. And then I took a look at some of the general purpose project management systems. And actually we talked to people all the time who have, use those types of systems and to kind of hit kind of basically hit some barriers with what you can do, you know, because it's not appraisal specific, it's just not right. real estate specific. So there are people trying to solve the same problem with with those types of tools. So yeah, exactly.
1: I love it. Well, let's do this. Let's take a real quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back.
3: The dictionary of real estate appraisal seventh edition is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it at appraisalinstitute.org slash dictionary seven.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys. I'm joined today by Chase Parsley, founder of the Appraisal Inbox. Um, Chase, technology is changing how appraisals happen. Um, It happens across the residential space. Talk to me a little bit about how commercial appraisal world compares to the residential appraisal world with bringing in new technology?
2: That's a great question. You know, the residential appraisers are a little bit uh, faster at adopting new technology. Uh, You know, there's more residential appraisers, so there is more technology and there has been uh, for a while. Um, So they, they also tend to be a little bit more interested in exploring new technology on their own. Um, so there's been all sorts of different report writers out there um, and things like that. Uh, measurement tools, uh, 3D scanning stuff, all kinds of fun stuff. It's been a lot slower um, in terms of tech, technology adoption, especially with report writing side. So like something like 60, 70% of commercial appraisers are still using Excel mail merge with, you know, with their word documents to write reports. And that's, of course, people, uh, you know, people like their setups and it's a hard thing to switch. Uh, but The residential do have tend to be a little bit more on the leading edge when it comes to technology.
1: Yeah. um, And I I worked in the commercial space for about 25 years. And and one of the things I noticed is you you can set up the mail merge and it works pretty good most of the time. Uh, It's a bit clunky. But then if you're doing a project that requires an Argus spreadsheet where you're keying in all manner of assumptions on the front end and doing a discount of cash flow through Argus, you've still got to go in and manually key all that stuff in. So it's, 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 um, yeah, it may not lend it's, it's itself. A double at, entry. Yeah. And you're doing the same thing over and over again. So, um, where do you see the commercial appraisers adopting newer technologies?
2: Well, that's one of the places. So we don't build narrative report writing software, but we, um, we're kind of like, a. um, Uh, So you kind of the yin and yang So people, our our customers will use our software for managing the office side of things, and then they'll use narrative report writing software. And there's a couple great new products out that have come out over the last several years that really, in my opinion, are much better than the traditional Mail Merge setup. You know, everything's linked together to a database and, you know, it saves a lot of steps. Uh, So there's been a lot of progress there. There's a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of improvements that could be made. Uh, One of them is with potential integration with some AI stuff um, and also, you know, just with better data sources. So I think that's where things are going. I I think, um, you know, like, for example, on typical appraisal, you know, you go and and pull the tax assessment data, you go and pull, you know, comps from maybe you have your own comp database and you're pulling data from all these different sources. And really all that stuff should be automated. And I don't mean automated as in the machines think for you. I mean, automated in it, you know, it knows you're, you're looking at a house that's got you know, that you've appraised, you know, you know for four or five properties nearby and you have comps on it. And, you know, it's a certain square footage and the quality is a certain size. It should be able to kind of, you know, kind of be able to figure out some of the data and, you know, pre-pull some of that data in there. Same thing with some of the area analysis stuff, demographics, you know, there's no reason that appraisers have to go, you know, just do repetitive tasks all the time. And I think that's where, you know, better, Better solutions in terms of data integrations and things like AI can help a lot and help streamline the process.
1: I like that, and you know, when you think about it in terms of front of the house and back of the house software, adopting a report writing software can be daunting for a lot of people. But I think, mm-hmm. I think adopting a back of the house software to manage the business, uh, the intake, assignment, and flow of an appraisal. That's time that all appraisers really hate wasting time on because they're, it's not productive time. You can't necessarily bill for that time, um, and if someone can use you know the appraisal inbox to automate those those parts of the process, it seems like that would be really beneficial.
2: Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of double entry. Um, so, for example, a lot of appraisers will receive quote you know quote request uh, for bids and. Or just to you know receive an email or something like that, um, and oftentimes they're in the same same format from the client, and you know like so that comes through into your email inbox. Maybe you're an hour late getting it and you miss the bid, right? So, but even if you don't miss the bid, if you want to bid on that appraisal, you have you basically end up having to copy and paste that into your super gel super Excel job log or even in the past, you would have to copy and paste that into appraisal inbox or, or whatever a project management software, back of the house software you use. And so one of the things that we were able to do, um, and this is fairly recently, is we have this feature called order forward. And what you do is you just forward that email to a special email address and that appraisal automatically gets added to appraisal inbox. And what we discovered with that is the data can still, even if there's a standard format for those emails coming from lenders, from the lender software, there's still issues sometimes the lender is you know rushed or they confirm the data and the address formatting is slightly wrong so we had to do all this stuff around formatting addresses we we found a really interesting use case where a lender or an amc will send over a portfolio property and oftentimes that is um described as you know like you know 120 through 147 you know anywhere street usa as a range and that's that's not necessarily a real property that is um It could be every one of those in that range could be an actual property. Um, Only, you know, maybe there's only seven in there. Um, So we figured out how to figure out and identify when an address is a range, split those out, and then go through each one of those and verify them and verify that those properties actually exist and enrich them with public property data. So if it's a bid, for example, on a portfolio, in the past, it might take you two hours to go through each one of those and figure out what's actually part of that bid request this automatically does all that work for you then go through and say okay this is for a mall and you know here's an out parcel and here here's a gas station this was actually a real case that came up and it automatically you know pulls the owner out and stuff so you can go to the table and come up with a bid you know a bid turnaround much faster so that's one one example of one you know we actually use a little bit of ai on the address stuff and that's been pretty helpful and that's something that just takes tons used to take tons of, of manual time
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, um, let's do this. I want to take a real quick break and hear from another one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
3: Did you know that NAN hosts quarterly discussions with our appraisal panel on bias, inclusion, equity, and diversity initiatives that impact the appraisal industry? The topic of bias in the appraisal world will remain at the forefront of legislative, agency, and lender priorities well into the future. At NAN, we believe that intentional bias is only a very small fraction of the underlying issue and that outdated policies and regulations and unconscious bias are of far greater concern. It's our hope to work closely with the appraiser community as partners in an endeavor to improve processes and procedures and ensure equitable treatment for all valuations. Learn more by visiting nan-amc.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal. I'm you're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I've got Chase personally here with me today, founder of the Appraisal Inbox. Chase, you know, you were talking just before the break about um, using AI in in kind of parsing out uh, when you've got a range of addresses to deal with what's actually an address, what's not. I personally see that as a really good tool. There's a lot of talk yeah, in know- the Appraisal space there's a there's a lot of talk in the appraisal space right now about ai specifically um and i guess what i'm i know a lot of people out there are wondering should i be worried that this ai business is just going to put me out of business entirely or is this a tool that i should use so what is your take on that
2: yeah that's a great question you know i talk to appraisers every day um and A.I. is an interesting topic. You know, at first I, you know, I have a good bit of a technology background and at first I dismissed A.I. and, and said, oh, this is just you know, machine learning um, and, and you know, training, training machines on algorithms on sets of big data. And in a sense, it is. Um, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around A.I. Uh, eventually I came around to finding some extra use cases for it. Uh, but I, I put off, I actually put off using things like chat GPT for a long time. So my wife said, Hey, check this thing out. I'm like, okay, my wife's using it. Then I, I guess it's, you know, I guess it's time for a math. And she, you know, she kind of is an early adopter. Um, so I, I took a look at it and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty useful. And it took me several months to kind of figure out how it's useful. And in talking to appraisers, I think a lot of appraisers, some people are scared. Um, So, you know, some people, if anybody's familiar with South Park, you know, it's going to take all our jobs, you know, Um, and then some people kind of see it as useless. Some people have, some appraisers have tried it and found it returned just gobbledygook and nothing useful at all. Um, So I, I think people's opinions are all over the place, but appraisers are curious about it. It's all pretty new. But you know, the way I like to explain it is it's like when Google first came out. Yeah, there were other search engines before. Uh, but just, you know, good quality search engine, like Google first came out and people were like, oh, we can actually find stuff now. And I, I think of AI as just, you know, another iteration of a really good search engine. Uh, and it's really good at, you know, you know taking lots of information. They, they call it, you know, large language model, something like chat, GPT. And that just means that it's trained on lots and lots of data. And so you can go ask it, you know, you know about use path, And you can go ask it, you know, whether it's right or not, that's the question. Um, so there's a there's an issue with AI called hallucination, where it will cu- it will basically make up information based on the style of like the topic that you're talking about, and you can even do things like say write um, write some poetry about you know XYZ topic in the style of you know famous poet, and it will do that, and it's pretty good, and that can be pretty fun, uh, and you can actually have fun with it by asking you know write write lyrics in the style of Nirvana about you know whatever whatever topic and stuff like that's fun but it's not so fun when you ask it to help you with the market area write-up and it starts making up stuff about the employment rate you know uh you pop that into your report (laughs) Uh, so there's some real questions about whether it's ready you know if it's ready to use in the appraisal profession um and i think that i'm still trying to develop my opinion on that i don't have a strong opinion on that because i i've seen mixed results um i've had pretty good luck with things like market area write-ups um, employment trends, and it really depends on how how uh, up to date the data is. I've had almost zero luck with it actually doing like I asked it to build a comp grid, um, and I had pretty good luck with it understanding the basic idea of a comp grid, but then getting the data into the the comp grid and walking it through, making adjustments, things went. I made a couple of videos about it. Things went sideways really fast, so I don't think the AI is coming for the appraiser's job. Um, I don't want to say anytime soon, but not yet. The way I look at it is just another tool in in the appraisal toolbox that you can use um, once you figure out how to use it and and what it's actually useful for. But I don't think it's it's going to come replace appraisers yet. Um, And I think there's a lot of uh, conflation with AVMs. Um, A lot of people think AI is the same thing as an AVM. A lot of people think AVM is AI. And maybe there are some similarities like Mm -hmm. machine learning uh, and big data and stuff, but it's not the same thing. Um, So I'd like to explain that to appraisers as well.
1: Awesome, very good. Well, I am um, I'm cannot thank you enough for take the time to be here with us today. I think this topic is is an interesting one. I know that a lot of appraisers are going to continue uh, to fret and worry about AI, artificial intelligence. Um, I kind of fall down squarely where you do with with the thought that, look. I think this is a tool that we can use. I think we have to be judicious in how we employ the tools that we're going to be using. When it comes to the large language models, ChatGPT GPT and stuff like that, I don't trust it to write a report for me. I know some appraisers have tried that to write the narrative parts of the report. I just don't think it's there yet. It might get there for certain parts, but here's the thing. I think a competent real estate analyst who understands their market and understands what's going on in their market is going to be relevant for a long time in the future because you can take all of the data, you can run it through all of these tools and do the math, but then the analyst, the appraiser, can then take all of those calculations and put them into context of, here's what this really means for the end user um, and you know, for the market.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, um, I want to bring Jim Morrison back in here real quick. I know Jim likes to, to hit us with an anonymous appraiser question on, on occasions, Jim, do we by chance have an anonymous appraiser question today?
0: Yes. And our listeners can write in these messages to comments <laughs> at appraisalbuzz.com. And we ask our, uh, experts every week. One of these questions that we pick. So this one says, I'm doing an appraisal on a condo that the parents are gifting to their children, which is an amazing gift. Uh, congratulations on that. It says, other than the appropriate definition of value, are there any other special declarations needed to complete this report property properly? It's obviously not a retrospective, but I'm treating this like an estate DOD file. Any tips would be
2: appreciated. Well, you know, I haven't done any condo appraisals, so I don't think uh, I'd be... of of much help there but um my only bit of advice is if uh to maybe reconsider you know gifting it um to that person and uh i'd be glad to take over
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 i'm kind of there with you as well um but here's the thing i i don't deal with a lot of gift appraisal situations number one Um, so while I would consider myself an expert in valuation theory in general for a specific question like this, I think this is way out of my wheelhouse. I do know that you're going to have to think about if this is a gift situation, you're gonna have to think about how the IRS is going to look at this. Um, and I would suggest Mm -hmm. going to the IRS guidelines for appraisals for gift situations and making sure you understand that. I really think this falls into the, into the question of competency. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that you understand, you know, what the intended use of your appraisal is. And if it's something you haven't done before, that's okay. You can tell your client, this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm going to hire Chase to come help me do this because he's done a million of these things. Um, there, There are ways to become competent, but I'm not the person to be able to answer this specific question.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's all we have. Uh, Hopefully, some of our listeners will will respond in the comments if they are able and help us out with it.
1: Well, I'm certain if it's offered on social media, someone is going to respond with the one and only correct answer. And someone is going to respond and say that they've got it entirely wrong. And here's the other one and only correct answer.
2: Yep, that's right. There's only one correct answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chase, thank you so much for being here today, man. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. It was fun. Thank you. Jim, do we have anything else we need to cover?
0: No, I think we covered it all.
1: Okay. In that case, for Chase Persley and Jim Morrison, I'm Hal Humphreys and that is your Appraisal Buzz.